Ah, youth is wasted on the wrong people. <laughs> I've spent too much time listening to and buying into people saying that success is retiring when you're young. When really, true success means still being in demand when you're old. Oh, youth is wasted on the wrong people. The wrong people. The wrong people. The wrong people. And it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, amperage.com. A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... I gotta admit it, I've been an ageist. To myself. I would bet most of us have said inside our own head, I'm getting too old for this or for that or for the other thing. Really? Show me the proof. Because when someone else dares to say that to me, it's hold my beer or, you know, my mixed drink cocktail of Ensure and Metamucil. But either way, hold my drink and watch this. It's on. Tell me I'm getting too old for something, but we do it to ourselves. Why? Sometimes giving up and surrendering isn't throwing in the towel or waving the white flag. Maybe we're just waving the checkered flag too soon. Too timid or too tame by father time to wave a green flag to start a new race. Because it's easier to say that we're too old and too tired well, than it is honestly to just display that we're not. And to prove it. Society supports it. Our children accept it. And so we don't take exception to it. Except we should for as long as we could. Great quote, I love it, a powerful concept. The trouble is, when a number, your age, becomes your identity, you've given away your power to choose your future. Even in our free country, inside of our free will world. Why? Because how we see ourselves from a particular perspective, well, it outlines in picture frames and borders our perception of our potential, what we're capable of or what we think we should be doing. Identity and identifying as an age, and you become an ageist. I've done it. The same way as anyone who identifies and defines potentials by any particular characteristic becomes an ist, or actually it's what I call being an istiot, <laughs> I like to say. If you judge and define by race, you're racist, whether you're judging and defining as of someone else or someone in your bathroom mirror. Judge and define by sex and gender, you're a sexist. Judge and define by social class, you're a classist, which is classless. Judge and define by someone's diagnosed disability, you're an ableist. 
judge and define by any of these things, and we're just being labelists, labeling based on appearances, which can, thank God, be deceiving. And judge and define by an age of someone, even or especially yourself, and you're being an ageist. So what's the big deal? It's my body. It's my choice. The fact is, I am older now. I mean, isn't it natural? Isn't it natural to expect to slow down and throttle back on my intensity? You know, dial down on my expectations? Isn't that what's normal for everyone as we age? Hmm? Ever heard of someone named Sophia Loren? Well, here's what she thought of that. Quote, there is a fountain of youth. It's your mind, your talents, the creativity that you bring to your life, and the lives of people that you love. When you learn to tap this source, you will truly have defeated age. End quote. That was said by Sophia Loren. No wonder she was the favorite of my father-in-law. Bless his soul and rest in peace. And science lines up with Sophia Loren. The science agrees. Follow the science, please. Science sa Simon says, no, science says that there is a much easier way to determine the functional shape that people are usually in. It's called subjective age. Subjective age, a.k.a. also known as how you feel equals how old you feel. When scientists who study human wellness ask the question, how old do you feel most of the time? The answer tends to reflect the state of people's physical and mental health. This simple question seems to be particularly powerful. But surprise, surprise, <laughs> a multitude of studies have suggested that a youthful frame of mind can have a powerful effect, and I mean a legitimately powerful effect. And as a trainer, that matters to me. When behavioral scientists trick older people into feeling younger, most tend to instantly become more actually capable. Give me an example. In a 2013 experiment, people's grip strength substantially improved after they were told that they were stronger than most people their age. Another study, the Journal of Aging and Mental Health, it found that people performed better on a memory task after being told that they were sharper than others their age. No, we're not naturally comparison competitive based, are we? When it comes to staying young, a mind lift beats a facelift any day. I'll say that again. When it comes to staying young, a mind lift beats a facelift any day. And bless the liar, liar, pants on fire, pants and breeches of those deceptive little doctors who tricked their subjects into feeling like kids. I guess tricks are for kids, or for those who deserve to live like one for life. Tricks are for kids. <laughs> no kidding. Henry David Thoreau once said, that none are so old as those who have outlived enthusiasm. And it doesn't take being so old, as Thoreau said, to outlive any enthusiasm. The Reverend Martin Luther King once said that the worst of all tragedies is not to die young, but to live until I am 75 and yet not ever truly to have lived. Bless you, Dr. King. Just because we've mussed up and missed out on many yesterdays don't mean tomorrow is said and done with. Yesterday is never ours to recover, but tomorrow is ours to prepare for. But only after we have fully claimed today, enthusiastically. It's when we let today pass, unclaimed, that we begin to let ourselves doubt if we have it within ourselves to make up for what we've let slip 
through our hands. Now. There's an age-old Hasidic saying, it's so beautiful. It says, quote, For the unlearned, old age is winter. For the learned, it is the season of the harvest. See, everything you've done and been until now is what you've invested and planted for harvesting. Well, get back out in the field and go get it. Really? Does a farmer go through all it takes to plant and grow and then say, Nah, I'm feeling too old to reap what I've sown. I'll just leave it all out there in the field to go to waste, or worse yet, for someone else to take credit for all of my hard work. I believe real old age begins when one looks backward more than forward. I've been guilty of that. But when we cling only to memories rather than climb toward dreams, we are discriminating against ourselves, and we're doing it based on the days we spent rather than what we have left to invest. When we see ourselves as a person with a past rather than, well, you pretty much know where I was going to go with that. But don't rely on just what I say. Listen to a legend. Legendary success Ingrid Bergman said that getting old is like climbing a mountain. Sure, you get a little out of breath, but the view is so much better when you get there. Remember that term I said, subjective age? How old we see ourselves equals how we feel and vice versa? Let's just say that someone who is 60 says they feel 45. What does that even mean? There's no way in hell they actually feel how they did 15 years ago because people constantly change. They mature. Hopefully we evolve. So who's 45 do they feel? They can't be feeling their own. So who's 45-year-old are they feeling? <laughs> and we'll leave that one right there. Not going to let my mouth go where your mind may try to take me. I guess that's wisdom. But that right there is part and parcel of time spent here on Earth. I mean, really, there are only two options for time spent here on Earth. One, grow older. Two, die younger. Me? I'm damn full of gratitude that I'm in the former group. And I vote that we change the term ageist itself. And I've been one, so my vote counts. If an atheist does not believe in God's existence and or an agnostic in the relevance of God, then an ageist should now become an agnostic. It should be someone who acknowledges that there may or may not be an existence of aging, but it doesn't believe in the, the relevance, the, the, that, it, that it's relevant to them, okay? The relevance of age as a number, yours, mine, theirs, ours, all of ours. The problem's going to be in convincing people who brand and label themselves based on age, their own age, convincing them to consider seeing age as the investment it is rather than the impairment society suggests that they should. Are you, or is someone close to you, an ageist who honestly now needs to become an agnostic? Does it really have to be relevant? I mean, how often do we ever hear a, 20 -year -old, a 25, 26, 28-year-old? How often do we hear them ever say, let's say a 28-year-old, yeah, I got the usual aches and pains. I just got to accept it. I'm getting older. <laughs> but I guarantee that that 28-year-old, they don't feel as youthful and fruitful as an 8-year-old. Why do we compare to what we think we remember that we were? Okay, someone ever walks up now out of the blue clear sky and asks you, so how do you feel today compared to when you were 8 years old? All right then. Now we do have a perspective and a playing field to kick off from. But if not, why the constant comparison mentality? 
When I hear somebody say with a sigh in their voice that ah, life is hard, I am always tempted to say, compared to what? The client told me recently on a phone call how impressed they were by a documentary on Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It showed her doing things that, as my client said, an 80-year-old shouldn't be able to do. I stopped her right there. I said, would you quit shooting all over the place? Pick up your should and your should nots and flush them where they belong. And thank you, by the way, for defining for all the rest of us what an 80-year-old should be able to do. She understood and agreed. People, fine people like her are why the Lean Journal was written, to get us all asking better questions and getting better answers. I've been focused, at least all my adult life, on being engaged in the game and working to make sure that my life is better this week than last and my next year better than the past. I can never let myself become too tired to make a difference. Nor should you, I believe. Getting old is a fascinating thing. The older you get, the older you want to get. Whew, great quote, but I didn't say it. Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones did. Probably right after he helped Noah load the last pair of animals on the ark. Yeah, that's how old he is. I wonder if someone that old should be able to rock and roll so well. Well, thank you for listening all the way through this podcast. I'm pretty sure it's about my longest one yet. But based on using my personal experience, it is almost 60 years in the making. But if age and time spent truly are an example of mind over matter, I hope you don't mind me telling you it don't matter until we waste it on being the wrong people. And now more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Entry number 256. Everyday courage has few witnesses, but yours is no less noble because no drum beats for you and no crowd shout your name. Robert Louis Stevenson. And the guide's point of view on this? There are two dates on a tombstone and a small dash in between, but what that dash most clearly and dearly represents is what you left here behind you, both the known and the unseen. So what do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean guided system, what are you still learning today that's new? Where are you still working to earn that's new and not just given to you? Where are you working to add to the world that is beyond you? Now reflect on all of this. Respect it, be grateful for it, and before you navigate somewhere next, please like, subscribe, and share to show you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless, and now go get a little dirty learning something new, earning what's not given to you, adding to this crazy world that we share, and navigating your way to something new and next.